New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. A three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Sunday, February 2nd, 2020. It's I Heart NY Podcast, the only podcast about New York City that we are aware of. <laughs> <laughs> we did no research <laughs> into for on purpose. Nope. <laughs> nope. Blissfully ignorant. Uh, we're live from my office. Uh, it's We are now in the throes of the coronavirus pandemic. First reported case today in New York. People, Is that true? Yeah. I heard Boston yesterday. There's New York now. I know. City? Yes. State? I think so. Albany. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's New York City. What's funny is that now the news reports are like, yes, it's a pandemic. The symptoms are so mild that they're now like kind of bored. Yeah. Yeah, someone said I mean, it seems like not to belittle the deaths of many people, but like out of, is it 14,000 cases, there are only like 400 deaths or something like that? A little bit. So that's not that like the per- percentage wise, yes. I feel like we should not be panicking. I guess no, is my point. Definitely not. Uh, but I mean, it's still scary. Still scary. The New York Times actually had a great chart about the coronavirus, where they plotted like how fast the virus transmits along the x-axis and like how fatal it is oh yeah there's like the rectangle where it could go and it's pretty much in like the safe like a the the mild zone it's not too bad you have measles on the far right and you have like ebola on the far top but then like it's in the yeah it's a it's the uh pete buducech of viruses (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) straddling the center Um, yes. My name is Halian. My name is Veronica Yurovsky. We're so happy to be back. We have a lot to cover. Um, we're going to do some quick stuff up top, and then quick we're, stuff. and then mostly we're going to focus on one young man named Andrew Cuomo <laughs> for the bulk of the podcast. A young buck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I've got one. We have the first bicyclist death of 2020. Very sad. Um, with 2019 closing out, we now have statistics on bike deaths. People are sort of arguing over the number. Some people are saying it was higher than usual because they've been counting e-bike deaths, but there were like, I think only five. So it's not, doesn't explain the overall doubling of bike deaths in 2019. Also, I mean... Are they not counting e-bikes because it's like, oh, they have a motor? I mean, yeah, they're the same unprotected bipedal yeah. uh, vehicle, I would argue. But I guess like they don't count motorcyclist deaths. Yes. Either. Maybe it's the thing where if you're delivering food, you're not human <laughs> during yeah. the <laughs> yeah. transit. Yeah, if you're an immigrant trying to provide for your family, <laughs> yes. uh, you're, you don't count. Yeah. Unfortunate. Uh, it took place in East Williamsburg. It was a truck trying to U-turn, and as soon as he hit the bicyclist, he accelerated instead of braking. Jesus. Yep. I so I read about it, but I did not watch the video. Did uh, you? No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not gonna I watch a death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too old for that. Uh, yeah. No, it seemed terrifying, and the fact that, like, again, like the person made an illegal U-turn, yep. and so. They're clearly at fault. Yes. They killed the person, yet because they stayed on the scene, yeah. probably nothing is going to happen to them. Right. As is typical in these, no criminality was re- suspected, was the official line by the NYPD, and probably no case, no like criminal charges will get filed. But, I mean, ugh, 
Ugh. I mean, isn't that like negligence? <laughs> like so. negligence sh- should be criminalized. Or like, I mean, it should be at least like a felony or something. Yeah. Uh, that person should not have a license. No. And I think it, it should just be the thing where anytime a bicyclist is hit, that road gets a bike lane. <laughs> <laughs> if it, goes, it goes from zero to one to two bike lanes. Oh, God. Until it's, <laughs> Until it's just all, all bikes, bike lanes. Which would be fine by me. Yeah. Yeah, it's so... So tragic. Crazy that people are so reckless. And how desensitized we are to deaths like these. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, wow. <laughs> Speaking of lighter news, I guess... Yes. Um, the fairways are uh, closing. Are closing again? Yes. Um, so that's kind of a personal matter to me, since that is my. It's the right by flagship you. is one of my local supermarkets. People have been stocking up on groceries. I've yes. Read. So yeah, there was an article I think in the New York Post about like how a woman compared it to like worse than the coronavirus or something. No. Wow. What, what did she... Uh, That's fantastic. I'm going to look up that quote because that quote delighted me to I'll vamp. End. I've read... I also read that the landlord has committed to opening another grocery store in the location. And I read that I don't... Never has a weaker promise been <laughs> made a more <laughs> loosely held promise because it's purely money, I think, that yeah. considers... Well, I think that, uh, so here's the quote. It's almost worse than the impeachment thing, uh, Uh. says retired singer Barbara Miller, who has been shopping at the store for 30 years. It's not a good month. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I agree. But I mean, I think, yeah, so it seems like, um, I forget exactly what major uh, like food chain uh, committed to buying them and maintaining some of the open stores. Seems like... Basically, it used to be family-owned for a really, really long time, and then it got bought up by some hedge fund or uh, investment conglomerate of some kind or another, and they recklessly overexpanded out of the city into the suburbs in New Jersey. Yeah. And... um, we're, you know, bearing the fruits of that, I guess. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunate. Uh, they were one of the better subway chains, uh, not subway chains, uh, grocery chains here in the city. Yeah, they're very, I, I really like them. Like if you want something that's not Trader Joe's branded. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was usually the place to go. They have pretty good produce. What goes on your Mount Grocery more now? Top four grocery stores now that Fairway has closed. Oh, my, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Uh, I love Westside Market. Yeah. There used to be a Westside Market on like that same like strip of Broadway. Kind of pricey uh, though. What? Kind of pricey. I think it's less pricey than. So I was going to mention that there's. I went on Friday to get a groceries and there was like. Uh, there's a Pioneer supermarket. I don't think it's a chain. Interesting. Um, but it's like a big supermarket a few blocks farther away than the fairway. Uh, it was so expensive. Yeah. Like a bell pepper, a single bell pepper was like 250 No good. And cream was like, I don't know, like 450 or something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. At and, that price, I'd expect cream to be inside the bell pepper when I opened it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was just like very expensive. So, which made me kind of, uh, I don't know, yeah. mourn the demise of Fairway more. Yes. But I guess 
So yeah, so I like Trader Joe's. I like Westside Market. I don't know what are the other options like Christie's, Whole Foods. Yeah, I won't. I wouldn't put those just because yeah. the quality of those vary so wildly from one chain to another. Yeah, I would put on mine. I don't know. Union Market's good, and then I have a couple local ones. They're not chains. Oh, I love. Oh. Yeah, I totally forgot that, like, out of the ones that I can't shop at anymore because, like, You're there aren't away. any. Uh, yeah. I do love key food in Seatown. Yeah. It, I mean, it's nothing fancy. It's just, yeah. like, they're nice and they have all the stuff. They get the job done. They smell weird sometimes, <laughs> but they're cheap. I do have to say, though, like, Whole Foods, like, if you do have an Amazon membership, it sometimes is, like... For certain things that you need to buy, it's not terrible. I would say that, like, compared to that Pioneer market, Whole Foods was cheaper. I uh, think it's that thing that TJ's also does where the rest of the country subsidizes the chains here because they charge below the, like, city average for groceries, maybe. Yeah. Like, if they really priced it, it would also be very expensive. But right. You know. Yeah, I'm sure, like, probably a Whole Food at an area that's less expensive yep. is probably worse. But, you know. I have a fun, quick update. This is Ooh. not really NYC, so people will have to forgive me, but it's about Michael Bloomberg's ongoing presidential campaign. <laughs> I read, I He's think... an OG NYC alum. <laughs> OG NYC alum. I read yesterday or two days ago that he's paying his staffers $300,000 a year. They're getting sushi entrees for dinner. All their meals are comped. Wow. That's <laughs> very just, nice. Yes. He's, he's, he's spending his way to some sort of presidency. Well, I th- it seems. you know what? I mean, it's nice because like. You usually hear the opposite of like a billionaire just like not paying Stingy. their employees yes. enough. And it seems to not be that guy. So good for him. Yeah. I also like that he's annoying Trump with things. <laughs> you know, just like his. Ad. It seems like most of his ads are just like anti Trump. Yes. Um, and he can. I'm looking forward to seeing what he's putting at the Super Bowl uh, in a few hours. Um, but yeah, uh, there's um, actually there's a guy I've now seen him twice at, on the 72nd Street Broadway stop, mm-hmm. the one, two, three, that um, is uh, getting signatures to get Bloomberg on the ballot. Wow. And I've never actually seen that happen. And that was interesting. Yeah, I've seen people do it for, weirdly enough, Buttigieg <laughs> around my station. There, yeah, it's, uh, but I figured like, like m- that these caliber candidates would already yeah. have gotten there yes. for some reason. I mean, it's nice. My boyfriend signed the Bloomberg one because I, I think more because I was like, yeah, you should do it. I mean, it's, you're not voting for him. It's just like to get him on the ballot. I think that's fair. Yes. You know, everyone who wants to be on the ballot should be on the ballot is <laughs> my motto. <laughs> Maybe except Hitler. Hitler is not on the wow. ballot. Wow, the official stance of this podcast is that Hitler should not be allowed to run for the Democrat <laughs> nomination in New York City. Yes. <laughs> State. Yes. We, we, we have the hottest takes. <laughs> yeah. Take that, Twitter. Take that, Bill Maher. <laughs> All right. Well, I think now we can safely segue into some of the things we want to talk about surrounding sure. Cuomo, starting with maybe 
the person he just recently pushed out, mm-hmm. Andy Byford, train daddy, Rip. a monitor he wholeheartedly, he wholesomely embraced while he was he here. He was great. Andy Byford, in case you're not aware, has filed his resignation letter, maybe his third resignation letter, but this one stuck. Uh, it was a, like a yeah. it was a twelve point word document in the default font spacing, which is how you know he did not really care <laughs> and was mad. Uh, it was in like Calibri, um, Calibri, great font. And in the there were some backhanded references to the transformation plan that Cuomo's been putting out, which reorged the MTA essentially. Right. And much reduced Byford's role to like one of the thirteen or so silos that Cuomo's adding to the MTA, in partnership with Alitz Capital, <laughs> one of the many consultancies that gets the money that we pay. Which city. is so, I mean, it's dumb for many reasons, but the idea he was brought in as the consultant. Yes, you already have the guy. Yep. <laughs> like, why are you hiring another? I mean, it clearly seems like Cuomo needed some way to sideline him that was not like and keep like his hands clean off of it yeah. so he sort of delegated that to whatever company yeah we spent like 30 million dollars paying or i think it was 37 million i forget exactly but um, yeah no a ton of money um but yeah it's, it's so sad it's anytime like people who seem to legitimately care about their job and improving things for other people get ousted because of like weird politics. It's, it's very frustrating for everyone. Yeah. And yeah, it's probably going to make our, you know, trains, you know, it's one of those things of like one, one step forward and two steps back kind of a thing. Yeah. He, you know, he did very good things with like the signaling and the improvement of the, the speeds for safe seconds fast forward yeah that's that will be his legacy but i mean it seemed like cuomo did not like the incremental thing i think that also one of the things that's coming out is that like he was told that like all of these things are gonna take time years and he as evidenced by the L train mm-hmm. fiasco, does not like to take his time with things. No. So. Yeah. And then the other thing that's frustrating, I think, is that Cuomo's is sort of just being a baby. And every time that Andy Byford got attention, Cuomo seemed like he was pissed off. Right. And he just can't handle anyone else getting credit for like the improvements to infrastructure that are happening. Yeah, he likes the credit. He does not like the blame. No. So, yeah, anytime something good that the MTA does comes out, he's like, yes, this is us. I'm going to put my name on it. (laughs) And anytime we talk about budget deficits or anything like that, he's like, he's trying to kind of pawn it off on the city, which is the city doesn't control the MTA for the hundredth time. Hashtag Cuomo MTA. (laughs) Yeah, Cuomo's MTA. But I guess this is, I wonder, because they're always like, anytime something like this happens, there are like murmurs of, um, uh, is the city going to like rest back the, the control of the MTA from the state? 
but I don't even know how that would work. Like how one does that. It's unlikely given how tight our budget already is that we would be able to do that. But some people have been campaigning on that. Tory Johnson, uh, city council speaker and anti de Blasio (laughs) (laughs) figurehead has been campaigning on some of that. But I mean, for that to happen, we would basically have to, because I mean, I guess the question is like, so do we take on, because I mean, our taxes are still, it's not like the state is paying for the MTA, meaning New York City doesn't, and it just it pays them with like state taxes, I guess, instead of city taxes. Is that how that works? So like, I don't know. I guess how that would happen in practice or what would like that would our taxes change in order for that to happen or would, would our just our budget change and the state would just divert like a certain number of money or a certain amount of money to us. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know. It just seems like impossible to do at this point. Like, it would also require Cuomo to give up control of something, which would be yeah. well outside his But, I mean, yeah, that milieu. certainly doesn't seem likely. But, I mean, how many months, months how many years does he have left? That's I, a great question. I, I don't guess know. the Cynthia Nixon thing, that was last year or two years ago? That was two years ago. Okay, so he has five more years? I or, su- or three more years, I right? I suppose it, he does. out of five? So he, yeah. Yeah, so I think the thing I think the thing to also to also point out is that the silence over Andy Byford from our like local politicians is chilling. Most people don't even mention that uh, he's like that Cuomo's the reason that Byford's being ousted. I think it was reported that only Jumaine Williams, um, City Public Avocado, and yeah. <laughs> Councilmember Antonio Rizzo directly named Cuomo when they released right. their official statements from their offices, which is just illustrative of how powerful Cuomo <laughs> yeah, is in the city. Everyone is scared. Yeah, de Blasio was like, well, maybe he'll reconsider again. Yes. <laughs> like, maybe we can convince him to come back again. Oh. But, like, without. The worst thing was de Blasio's remarks on, like, Brian Lehrer's show, where he just did this nebbish, like, you know, it, only today did I look back on the history of the city and think to myself, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, like, there are so many opportunities to get people to come back. If we could only just sit him down and ask him to come back, would that be possible? Yeah. Just a real lack of insight <laughs> or knowledge about what's happening at the MCC. Yeah, it really, yeah, that whole, like, snippet on the Second Avenue saga was so weird. Yeah. Yeah, how do you go into an interview not prepared for that question? I have no idea. And I mean, does he, he just not care? But he should know something about the MTA, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, it just it literally seemed like he does not. He does not care, or he realizes how powerless he is, and he has just accepted it. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> is, I guess, to segue into like the other issue of. Uh, there was an article about how, where was this? I think it was in Politico. Yes. The um, uh, Cuomo leaves an outsized mark on de Blasio's New York City. Yeah. Yes. It it seems like basically Cuomo has been bypassing. Well, it's the reason why the article was written, I guess, is because once again, Cuomo wants to uh, 
basically allow uh, developers to bypass city regulations and application process to like build a new building, replacing a Trump building. So yes. that's a fun Cheerful. thing. Uh, <laughs> but still, but like that is something that Cuomo has now allowed himself to do a bunch and seems like de Blasio doesn't really care. Yeah, this is the uh, this is a pretty old proposal. It's to seize more uh, land near Grand Central and expand the tracts out to build more, you know, allow more trains to come in and stuff. And Cuomo has decided to use uh, the state's, uh, it's like, I don't know what it's called essentially, but it bypasses the city's like uni uniform land use review procedure. It's the same thing that he did for... Amazon's uh, failed headquarters too, if you yeah. remember that. And I think also for uh, the new, like to uh, remove the post office from 32nd Street. Yes, that's right. And to extend the tracks for Amtrak there. The post office, a beloved building that no one knew what was inside. <laughs> it is crazy huge. It's so big. I, I do love going there uh, anytime I... You know, it's the only post office that's open late. So sometimes it's the only one that it I has to be to. all abandoned, spooky offices, it, right? It, no, it seems like there's stuff going on. There's like stuff if you look out, uh, so you can walk around and you see like there's like all these mail trucks are parked, and I think like all of that inside is like sorting the mail for oh, okay. the whole city. It's Kind of cool. I wanted to stay. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love the post office. <laughs> and I don't really ride the Amtrak that much. So yeah. for me, it, it would be a net loss. Though, I mean, if we get rid of Penn Station, that would be a net gain for everyone, I guess. I'm all for that. Or like rebuild it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the article was talking sort of about how de Blasio's legacy in this city will be mostly... Through his a social, fart. <laughs> a wet fart, his Sorry. social programs, uh, like his pre-K and the work that he's done for the homeless in the city and affordable housing, but very little of it will be physical, and that it's like a marked contrast to Cuomo, who seems hell bent on using his last administration to just push through giant building projects, a la like Robert Moses, yeah. who well, also did not care about people's <laughs> houses or what else was going on in the area when he sees land to build um, right. his highways. Well, yeah, I, I mean, and also Bloomberg, too, because he's, you know, shepherded through a lot of construction projects, too, for better or yes. worse. You know, Hudson Yards, but also Highline, so, Highline. you know. Uh, Bike lanes. Yeah, I mean, I think... I'm I'm sure the social pro uh, programs are great, but I mean, as a non-beneficiary of them, I don't really see them. Yeah. But I mean, I you can't argue that he helped the. I mean, the homelessness situation right now seems no. very bad. In fact, recently it just came out that while the homeless count was going on, uh, the, there's this whole thing called the Hope Count that happens every year, mm -hmm. where they try and get like a census of the homelessness. Uh, problem uh the the blasio's administration tried to like quickly shovel everyone into like a like a shelter <laughs> so the number would be reduced temporarily for is the it count. part of the thing where they send homeless people to newark or is oh. that a different thing 
I think it's the thing where I think it's the thing where like if the homeless person I actually don't know because if you're in a homeless shelter you should still be counted as part of the hope program but maybe uh, yeah. they're counting counting people who are just outside the shelter system mm. yeah I don't know it was a thing I heard on WMYC that's yeah that's <laughs> that makes me sad yeah just frustrating yeah yeah um, he's just a nebbish mayor yeah he had a lot of promise I remember. He ran as the antidote to Bloomberg's money, essentially. Yeah, but he seemed to still have caved into the money. Yeah. Like he did not, you know. Maybe I'm. I talk. I feel like I talk about this a lot. Maybe not off pod more than on pod. But like, he really like did not do anything about you know vacancy taxes, about taxing luxury apartments, anything, and for all of his arguing about like affordable housing for people. I mean, the vast majority of new constructions are luxury constructions. They're not affordable. Yeah. And I mean, they have like some backdoor, uh, you know, entrance to like 10% or 20% of the units that they have made affordable, but they're still like, those units are not affordable, affordable. Like they're, they're just like cheaper than a luxury version of the same unit, but they're not. Yeah. They're affordable if you have a job. <laughs> yeah. And, that's about and it. like a well-paying job. A well-paying job. Like not, you know, like not a minimum wage job. No. So, yeah. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing to point out, ugh, if I can get my phone to unlock here, is that uh, Cuomo's... Uh, big project is being led of course by a donor of his uh, his oh. infrastructures are so just another sign of how corrupt new york is well but on the flip side cuomo also provided us with the delight of this poster oh yeah yeah uh, i while guess while we were out yes. uh, this amazing thing happened <laughs> Yeah, so basically, I guess in order to shore up the base and energize uh, uh, his legislative pals, uh, Cuomo circle, uh, uh, circulated this insane poster. Yes. Uh, yeah, to motivate the base. Uh, Apparently, it, this is a yearly thing where yes. during the State of the Union, Cuomo will hire this one reluctant artist. <laughs> <laughs> he was later interviewed by the Post, and he was like, yeah, I was like, we should have fewer octopuses <laughs> in the poster. And this is an insane poster with just, like, symbols. Um, uh, do you just want to point out, like, things you like? Yeah, the- well, I guess, like, we should say that the overall... So it's it says, like, New York State, the progressive capital. And uh, right on top of it, in, like, the sky, like, God, <laughs> is surrounded by laurels, is Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> then we are sort of... There's a star from straight up from, like... Uh, uh, what is it? The more, more you, you know, know on NBC, NBC. and it goes uh, around it uh, are the words, the arc of the moral universe, building relief and pro- progressive government with results is, is it a so headline? We, is it, <laughs> is it describing anything? He took like half a Martin Luther King Jr. quote and then <laughs> stuck this awkward <laughs> like motto beneath it. 
Yes. And so then we kind of descend down. Oh, no. So the star goes straight into a three-scaled, just a scale with three scales. Yes. Which are racial. Social. And economic. Economic. Oh, justice. Justice. Uh, so, yeah. So, those so you can are picture the, the three scales. If you can picture the justice is blind lady with two scales, add a third scale. Yeah. <laughs> She's blind. She's not going to notice. She's not going to notice. Uh, it is uh, hovering over the, the words 2020 and the Statue of Liberty. It sure is. It, I mean, the waters also sure are... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, choppy. Choppy. Yes. Exactly. We then so under the star, there's like it's not. It's a, like a, a a plinth rising out of the sea, maybe. Yeah, it's sort of like it's a staircase on a rock, uh, and so it's the steps of progress. It's marriage inequality, uh, gun safety, minimum wage, paid pu- family leave, free tuition, infrastructure, women's rights. Uh, something Gavel. criminal justice reform, Dream Act, Dream Act, and election reform. So, are we doing anything about election reform other than no, Veronica? These are the steps to progress. <laughs> we are at the very bottom. <laughs> so we have marriage equality. That's we have great. marriage equality. Who is the? It looks like the there's a Yeti attempting to ascend the first step. Yes, uh, I have no idea what that is. It looks like you know you've seen the famous picture of like. Uh, the Sasquatch or whatever walking in like Washington yes. state. It yes. basically looks like that. I think there's like a giant floating key next to it. It's yep. not super clear. Anyway, it says, it says also, I'm, I just have to take note with just like how like the overabundance of fonts, <laughs> but also just like the misalignment of text. So like, it's like, I don't know. Is th- was this bu- done by hand? Were, were rulers used in any way? Is this Photoshop and people just didn't want to? Because like, okay, so uh, under the steps of progress, there's more text which is not aligned with the steps of progress, and it says building the new NY. But, like, building is in one font. New, I think, is in a different font. And it's also, like, slightly elevated up. And then NY is also slightly elevated up. And then airports comes back down to the level of buildings for some reason. Building. And then there's also bridges, roads, and turbines that are under there. I did, like... What is my eye supposed to be drawn to? What is the the message here? Anyway, yeah. and then below it is essentially a zoo of animals: <laughs> um, goblins, squids, octopuses. I think is that a cupid? Uh, maybe a cupid, <laughs> or yeah, some sort of duel. <laughs> yeah, a, uh, a cherub uh, of some kind. There's yeah, there's uh, anger blowing. Oh yeah, the steam. The seas are named. Uh, there's rheumatism. I don't know what that number is. Oh, I don't know what that word is. Ethnocentrism. It's ethnocentrism. There's a ship that's what labeled uh, in New York State that's about to capsize. <laughs> it's about to run into a squid that kind of looks like uh, Dumbledore. That's right. He has sort like of. a wizard hat. But yeah, so there's like the squalls of hate mm-hmm. are blowing on the one side. 
Um, and the sea of division is blowing anger from another side. And then, the, yeah, there's ethnocentrism. Uh, there's intolerance. There's a Leonard Cohen quote to close out the picture <laughs> oh before the caption, of course, which is leading the way. Yeah. None of this really translates to the podcast medium, but we do encourage you to yeah, go out and Google this. Please seek it out. Please seek this out. This is quite the image. The highest res version you can find. I feel like ours is not high res enough to probably, yeah, um, uh, you know, discover all the treasures that this has so to offer. All the Easter eggs. Um, and it, but yeah. this just completely overshadowed, I think, the State of the Union. <laughs> we're like, some things were announced that were interesting. He was talking about legalizing marijuana, and he was, I think, talking again. about criminal justice reform. But yeah, again. Um, but yeah, just another insane Cuomo thing that will have <laughs> no repercussions for this man who is in charge of the city and state. <laughs> yes, but, you know, three more years and we're done. Three more years. Speaking of some another infrastructure project, we have the air train to nowhere. Oh yes. Oh fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's part of the building new NY airport <laughs> section. Uh but yeah, so for those unaware who have not flown out of had the displeasure of flying out of LaGuardia recently, it's going through intensive construction. Has been for a while. For a long time. Lots of traffic. There. Lots of traffic. There's basically even on the good old days, I mean if you take was it like the M sixty, I think, is the bus that you can take the express bus from um uh, Manhattan. Yes. SBS bus, M- actually. Too. Yeah. Is it M16 or 60? I forget. I believe it's 60. Someone um, will have to fact check us. But yeah, please write us because <laughs> we might be taking a wrong bus to LaGuardia. <laughs> but yeah, even like before that, a bus, that bus would get stuck in traffic all the time. Um, and uh, now it's way worse. Every, like, you know, there have been pictures over the summer of people just like, walking on oh, highway God. ramps to reach their terminals. Jesus Christ. Um, so it's not, uh, but hopefully, you know, the new LaGuardia is going to be nice. I've flown out of it and the inside is very nice. That's lovely. But yeah, getting an Uber out of there was a nightmare in the middle of the night. So I can't even imagine what it's like during, during the, day. the day. Anyway, this is all to say that like, uh, LaGuardia has problems. LaGuardia has a lot of problems. <laughs> and uh, Cuomo is trying to solve it by creating an air train <laughs> that would go that backtracks. <laughs> that backtracks into Queens to the Willits Point subway stop. And then. Which, which like overshoots the. If you're going from Manhattan to LaGuardia, I think Willits Point overshoots LaGuardia. By about a, a good, like, seven miles, right? <laughs> yes. No, it's it's kind of crazy. If you've gone to the Mets, to see the Mets at City Field or the U.S. Open, this is where you went. Yes. And I, I'm sure everyone who ever goes there is like, oh, this sure is far. <laughs> this took a while. Yeah, so I can't imagine. So the utility of it is going to be very minimal <laughs> the idea is that there will be so i guess will it's point is off the seven so it's off the seven and it does have a long island railroad stop i'm not sure if it's one of those stops that only work on weekdays mm-hmm. like the one in long island city for example yeah. um so i yeah so i don't know how regularly that train goes there 
but it's definitely not what most people want, which is either, I'm sure, or a combination of ideally of a bus lane leading up to LaGuardia to allow the buses to actually get there on time and an extension of the NW line out of Dittmars to reach LaGuardia. Uh, Or even like, I think one of the other plans was perhaps doing an air train into uh, Woodside, which has a lot more uh, trains Mm -hmm. and options. But all of these (laughs) were, uh, have you read like the the thing about it, about how like they hired a consultancy to do? No. So they hired a consultancy to suggest and rule out like other options and it basically seems to have been designed to basically get Cuomo's plan uh, the green light and rule everything out because some of the criteria was like we cannot use any private land Mm -hmm. we cannot cause any disruption Mm -hmm. we cannot like so it's basically just like they they made the criteria so restrictive to basically any other alternative that was not a dumb air train deeper into Queens Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's, so I guess that's going to happen. It's going to cost billions of dollars to do too. I think that the, it was originally 500 million and now it's $2 billion (laughs) out of the $8 billion that have been earmarked for renovating LaGuardia. Yeah. So it's crazy. And I mean, just considering the utility people would have gotten out of just an extended Dittmar's line, yes. like even if they were not going into LaGuardia, I mean, those neighborhoods would have been better served by transit. Yeah. yeah I don't know. It seems so dumb. Now I hope no air train gets built at all <laughs> because I don't know. This I, I mean... I'm sure some people would use it. I'm sure, like, you know, people who live by Willits Point are probably very happy about it. But, like, as, as you know, as a way to transit out of the airport to the rest of the boroughs, I don't know that this does no, a good job. Me neither. It, it seems like the, and all the numbers have been sort of optimistic, but it seems like you would take at least 36 minutes from Penn Station or Grand Central Terminal. I know we're currently looking at an image that's not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that just says 22 minutes. Um, but it seems like it would, this is uh, this is not the right solution, and it seems one that's motivated purely by Cuomo's idea of himself as a master builder of the city. Yeah, Since- but he could have master built... that extension or he could have matched i don't think why this one is so confusing to me because what does he have with like that specific route people are speculating that that land along that route has already been seized by eminent domain or it's being it's owned by private contractors who are willing to develop on it Mm, so this it probably donors to his campaign also (laughs) all uh, so to give a little historical context, since 1998, New York City has been trying to build public transit to LaGuardia Airport. Uh, the original idea is to run the Dittmus, uh, uh, the in-train to LaGuardia. Unfortunately, the people who live near LaGuardia are nice white people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and there was a lot of complaints about people not wanting even more elevated uh, transit above their neighborhoods. Uh, so that got shelved. Uh, there's been, and then there were talks of building a bus line out. That those got shelved. There were talks of extending other 
uh, trains out there, those all got shelved. And then 9-11 happened, and that the, there was more focused on the 2nd Avenue uh, su- uh, subway and the lower Manhattan renovation stuff. So this is just like a very old idea that Cuomo seemingly pulled out of nowhere, <laughs> um, snowplowed his way through all the like processes, and now is happening with or without the city's uh, desire. Yeah. Just another fun Cuomo thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess we've talked about Cuomo enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This has been the Cuomo podcast where yeah. we really dived into Andrew Cuomo, an ugly old man. Who <laughs> no, look at his charge. picture on that poster. He looks amazing. What are you talking about? He's our fearless leader. He has, he's so jolly. He's so jolly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was talk briefly that he would run for president and then we would be free of him. And it never happened. I would kind of love to see him run against Trump. I mean, like, it's not going to be good for the country. No, but, but he would have the money to fund his campaign. I, why hasn't he? It's a good question. Is he waiting for 2024? Uh, is who waiting for... Tw- oh, Andrew Cuomo. Cuomo. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think Andrew Cuomo is someone who is obsessed with his legacy. Someone who needs to ha- all these have all these things happen and have his name splashed on top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe that's something he doesn't see happening as a president. I think also a lot of the skeletons in the closet would come out <laughs> if he ran for president. I'm sure there are. I feel like America at this point is immune to all skeletons of all shapes and sizes <laughs> in people's closets. We just, we're just a country of skeletons now. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to wrap up with a nice... A New York new, moment? A nice New York moment? Yeah. Something to be optimistic about? Let's see. I have one if you... Please go thinking. so I can think. Okay, so I don't know. This is a, this is a sort of to uh, pay off something we set up in the previous podcast. But I ended up going to the transit museum hey. for my birthday, uh, and it was very, very cool. I would recommend it to most people. <laughs> who, I mean, if you like trains, go there. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it was um, really great. I feel like we, it was like. It was, I guess, the definition of that museum's crowdedness. Like, it was crowded. Uh, We waited probably 30 minutes to get in because there's only, like, one person, and I don't think they anticipated the rush. Yeah. A lot of people like trains. Uh, So we didn't get to explore all of it, so I would love to go back. But seeing all the old-timey trains was wonderful. Um, They have... My favorite was um, there's a train from the 1920s, I think, that had these wicker benches and ceiling fans. And um, I think they even had, like, um, curtains on the window. It very much seemed like a speakeasy. (laughs) Like someone could just turn it into a speakeasy and it would be (laughs) cool. But, yeah, they have just a lot of cool, uh, you know, uh, exhibits. That's awesome. Recommended. Less recommended. We decided to walk back to Manhattan via the Brooklyn Bridge, and it was a fucking crowded. <laughs> like, like it was so bad. Like there were several like standstill. Like this was during the moments. Christmas. This was holidays. yeah. So this was uh, December twenty eighth. Wow. My birthday. Uh, yeah, it was. But tourists were oblivious. They mm. were still stopping 
people, uh, other people's movements by taking pictures and selfies and also like climbing on the bridge and sitting on it. Insane. Like, I, I, I truly hate people who do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was, and I love walking down to Brooklyn Bridge, but it was definitely not the time to do it. No, definitely not. And also half, there are also bikes trying to make their way through yes, the bridge too. They're like these poor like city bike also riders that would like, uh, you know, like had, you know, uh, would keep like, you know, ringing their tiny mm-hmm. little ding, 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 be- ding. Uh, yeah, bells with like infutility. But yeah, they moved in the same speed that we did. Oh, and I was also things. like, you are probably going to have to pay something for a city <laughs> bike because you're not returning this in 45 minutes. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine if I were a cyclist at that hour in time, not just taking the Manhattan Bridge. Yes. That, or a train. Or a train. <laughs> yeah, let's cram that bike onto a train. Um, well, do you have a New York City moment? I have I have two, I guess, and they're both subway related. They're both half moments, so I'm going to glue them together into one moment. Yeah. Um, I, I, my station of choice is Eastern Parkway Brooklyn Museum, and recently they've been retrofitting it with an elevator as Yay. well as other accessibility options. It's been nice seeing it happen. It's also kind of cool because they haven't put down real scaffolding, so you can actually they've put down sort of like this sheer plastic fabric, but you can look through it mm-hmm. and you can see the giant hole that they're making in the ground, which is great. You can watch the elevator get built, which is fascinating. It's a lot of like people standing in a hole and figuring out what they should do next, I think. <laughs> um, so it's been lovely and the station's been getting cleaned up too as a result of it. So that's been nice. It's nice to see that happen. I know there, for a fact there are lots of old people who can take advantage of that. No, that's elevator. very good. And the other one is that the other night we were taking the L train and a nice man told us that the L train was down because <laughs> someone had unfortunately been hit um, yeah. at Lorimer Street. But this man gave us essentially a very quick rundown of what happened, alternate routes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a very New York thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and just like very matter-of-factly told us the, the details, and then we were able to reroute and unfortunately use Lyft to get back home. Um, yeah. But it was a nice New York moment. And it is one of the few things I think that's true about the cities that if someone tells you the subway down, the subway's down. <laughs> yeah, no one is trying to fuck with you. <laughs> no, everyone's in it together when it comes to the subway being down. Yeah. A Good job, New York City. Good yeah. job, kind stranger. I hope you made it back in time and finished your snack. <laughs> he was holding a sandwich or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, he was like right. eating a snack of some kind. It seemed like he was just on his phone before we had gotten there. He was just hanging out. <laughs> yeah, I think he was also probably just trying to figure out what to do. Yes. Yeah, I mean. We all were. Yeah, the L train. Yep. The gift that keeps on giving. I know. Also, if anybody knows of an alternate website, my I used to use this WordPress blog called the Unofficial MTA Weekender, which would bullet point by bullet point show you the outages for the week and the weekend. Mm-hmm. Best display of information. Unavailable in any app or MTA website, as far as I can tell. Mm. The MTA website makes you tap on each train line separately to figure out what's going yeah. on. Insane. And the subway count is like too noisy. People are being hit or throwing up all the time. As far as I'm concerned. Um, so that's not true. I'm exaggerating for effect. Uh, but uh, <laughs> What's happened to it? it? The guy just got too busy. He On d- December 31st, he, po- he or she posted that 
they were just getting too busy uh, because of work or whatever, and they were unable to. Can update. someone take over? You can be the change you want to see in the world. I would love to take over. I guess it wouldn't be too much of a time commitment. I bet it's an API call or yeah. something. No, I think he does it or she does it by hand, oh, actually, because okay. it seems like maybe. I don't know. I'll look into it. I am a programmer. I should be able to figure th- these kinds of things yeah, out. Yeah, we can team up. This could be... The NYC, uh, iHeartNYC podcast website. Yeah. yeah. Brought to, uh, we, we'll give you the information you, re- you really need, which is... When is the train coming? <laughs> Heck yeah. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Hopefully we'll see you in a month or so, however <laughs> frequently we decide to record. Yes. Maybe sooner. Maybe sooner. Well, let's, you know what? Let's under promise and over deliver. That's right. <laughs> let's say here and then hopefully bring, bring us back in two yes, or three weeks. Exactly. Um, uh, all right. Well, my name is Hal Lian. I'm Veronica Yurovsky. And we hope to see you in the subway. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. <laughs> <laughs>